Blog Talk Radio. Gonorrhea Live. We've missed you. I've missed everybody. It's so great, great to be back. It's so good to have you. It's a beautiful day. It's gorgeous out here in Silicon Valley. I'm nestled in the heart of Silicon Valley in San Jose, and I hope it's beautiful and gorgeous wherever the heck you are. And, you know, how can it be bad? We're going to talk about a great topic today. We're going to talk about fun. Uh, but first, the the information. I'm Kathy Clodes Guest, founder of Keeping It Human. And you know me. This show normally airs on Thursdays at 3.30 p.m. Pacific, but we're doing it a little early today because we've got a very special guest, and she's calling in from the East Coast. And we help businesses and marketing execs and their teams humanize what they do by telling their most important company, product, and customer stories to the world. So this podcast is all about making marketing more human, more effective, we're a jargon monoxide poisoning free zone, so we're not going to do any talking head sort of monologues, none of that stuff. If you like it and you learn something in particular out of each podcast, I love it when you leave a comment on the blog, and thanks so much for your emails. It helps me know what you want to hear more of, so keep it coming. All right, we're going to talk today about banishing boring content, and we're going to bring our guests on the line in just a second. And even if you're in B2B, there's just no excuse for boring content today. There's not. If, if Maersk, which is a, a, a industrial Danish shipping company, can have fun with their Instagram account, if Caterpillar, which is an industrial heavy machinery company, can have fun with, with the stuff that they're doing, then I think we can all have a lot more fun and be more unboring. So I believe in that. In a world of just too much noise, you have to do something different. You have to stand out. And I think marketing can and should be fun. You know, we're, we're people, and people like fun. Last time I checked, 92.3% of all audiences were, in fact, made up of people. <laughs> and we like fun. It's a good thing. So today we've got uh, British copywriter extraordinaire and creator of the funny video channel, Amy TV, Amy Harrison, joining us. So you get two funny ladies in one podcast. She's a she's a woman after my own heart. She's got a comedy background. She's a marketer. She's got great red hair. She is the owner of Write with Influence, an online resource that helps business owners write better marketing content faster and easier. And that's just fast and easy to say, so she knows what she's doing. And if you haven't seen Amy TV, you've got to see it. It's an online comedy sketch show about writing compelling business copy. And the first time I saw it, I just laughed out loud. <laughs> There's a lot of great characters, a lot of wig changes, a lot of set changes, a lot of jump cuts. It's just really great fun, and I think she just really shows you that you could have a lot more fun in your copy. So let's bring her on the line. Amy, how the heck Hello. are you? I'm I'm incredibly well, uh, especially just listening to you talk about me. I was like, who is this dashing lady that we're yeah, about to is, hear from? Who is a hot, funny redhead? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Lucille Ball. It's actually you. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah I'm, I'm really good. Thank you. Fabulous. Now, you're in Nashville, right, t- today? I am. I am. I'm just outside of Nashville. Uh, the weather is beautiful here. Um, I'm here on a, a mastermind retreat with some other, uh, um, well, some, some very smart business ladies, and we're going to um, spend the weekend masterminding in between, in between wine, I think. I, I don't Love know what will come first, the wine or the masterminding, but it will be interesting either way. 
I think it's a master whining group. That's what it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and how can we get a piece of that larger action? Well, let's let's jump on in. That sounds fabulous. And I I know I think Andrew and a couple other people, and I know you'll have a great time. So let, let's let's jump on in and talk about why why do you think brands and some brands are getting it and some B two B brands seem to be slowly getting the message, but why do you think brands just are slow to get that you just can't be boring today? Why is it taking so long? Do you think? Yeah, I think I think it's a couple of things. I think one, you know, whenever you whenever you get to a certain size in a company, uh, you have more power, you have more influence, but you become a little bit slower to move. You don't have the same agility as smaller businesses. So, you know, and 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 you've got to think. A lot of these businesses they have brand bibles that have been built up over years and by committees, and and so if you if thing you know and things do change very very quickly, but it's it's om- I think some point at some time it's uh who wants to be the person to say, Oh, you know the things that we've been doing for the past years and we've never questioned it? Maybe we should question it. Right. Right. Yeah. Nobody wants to be the skunk at a party. It's <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, yeah. and so I think that they are big and they've they've got they, they they feel like they've got a lot more to lose and and you know, that is the nice thing about being a smaller operation. Um but I just and what's nice to see is that big brands are taking to it because you can't ignore it. There is a definite change with the with the way the internet is and social media. People want to do business, even B two B. They want to do it with a, a a company that has personality behind it. Absolutely, no question, no question. I mean, I, I always laugh because you know people don't check their human card at the door when they walk into the building. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we're still we're still doing business with people, and it's it always makes me laugh when I see studies that are like. Studies show that you know people want more human business. I'm like, well, of course they do. <laughs> exactly. We have, exactly. We have to have the data behind it. In Silicon Valley, we're especially hung up on having data that proves <laughs> that. You know, and it's like, really, did we really need another study to show, in fact, that people like human and people like personality? But apparently, in Silicon Valley, we do. Um, what are what are your favorite examples out there, Amy? Of it can be brands you've worked with, or just your favorite that you think are really great examples of non boring, like taking maybe even a boring business or a boring industry, and they've really transformed it into something really fun when it comes to content. Yeah, the 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 last one that I saw, which I just fell in love with because I thought it it paired really well some out there comedy with something which generally would be very boring. Did you see, and now I can't remember the, I can't remember the company, but I think it's because it might be a US based company, so it didn't stick as well, but it was the adverts with Jeff Goldblum um, and it was for mm. light bulbs and it was for lighting. You know, it, it's, it's how, how, how funny and interesting can a light bulb be? But it was brilliant because Jeff Goldblum was there in like a silk, um, like a silk dressing gown, and the whole premise of the advert was this lighting is going to make you as sexy and as successful as I am. And basically putting down all of his success down to to the the mood lighting that his light bulbs gave him. And it was just it was <laughs> it was really funny, really bizarre, and it just worked so well. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's a great one. I think I've seen that one. I just although. The name escapes me. The name of the company escapes me, but I, you're right. I mean, that's a great example of just taking something really oh, benign. I've just looked it up. It's GE, GE Lighting. It is GE Lighting. I was going to say GE, but it wasn't 100% positive. <laughs> yeah, they've done some really interesting stuff lately. 
Gee, yeah, yeah, and to get, so, so to get that to get that quality of actor as well, and to have him be willing to send himself up. You know, I mean, he's he's done a lot of great comedy roles. It, it just worked so well, and it gets people talking. And what was what I loved about it as well is that okay, I, I feel bad because I forgot the name, but I. I remember that they walked you through all the different things that the product could do. I know that there was an app which meant you could control the lighting when you weren't at home. So all of these things were were selling points. You know, it wasn't just, okay, we'll do this crazy advert with Jeff Goldblum. It was, let's do this crazy advert with Jeff Goldblum, but we'll sell the product as well. We'll build this bridge between the customer and the product using humor, which I just absolutely love. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's it's great to see companies that are big too. I mean, they've been around a long time. I mean, they're they make a lot of stuff. They're a huge conglomerate, and they're actually doing something that's a lot more fun. And I don't think you would have seen this five years ago. Um, we should have, no. but I think now we are, and that's a great thing. Um, are there other companies that kind of surprise you? Um, I'm trying to think of the. I mean, the one the one which I always go to, which I love, is the the scented toilet spray, poopery. Um, I know I've I've talked about that before. I just I flip in love that. I mean, that, I think that that video has got something like 24 million views last I checked, and you know it's the scented toilet spray. And again, who wants to go? Who wants to do a campaign around? around that you know it's not the most attractive subject but they they just totally embrace it so they have this lady in like a 1950s prom dress uh, prom dress she's she's british she's very well spoken and all she's talking about is how to cover up the scent of what goes on in a toilet it's, it's genius it works so well <laughs> no that's great that's totally great and, I, and it's great to see that you know bigger brands embrace it and i'd like to see more to b2b we're still we're still some of the bigger B2B brands, especially in in um, software and, and things like that where I'm at. But we're I think it's changing. I, I'm starting to see it change a little bit. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you've got millennials rising up in these companies and there's just such a generational shift in thinking about it. So when you talk to um, a, a Gen Y CEO, for example, you know they're, they're like, well, of course we want to use humor. Whereas a, yeah. maybe an older executive is like, why would we do it? A Gen Y is like, why wouldn't we go there? Why wouldn't we do it? And so it's a, just a very different, I think, way of looking at it that's a very much a, a, a cohort-driven thing. Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, one of, one of the ones that also comes to mind is uh, a guy who I, I've got a huge amount of respect for, and I love the stuff that he, do, he does because he's very dry, is Tim Washer. So he's, yes. worked, oh, I mean, he's, he's yeah. you know, got a background writing for, you know, late-night TV and works for Cisco, and he did a thing called Art of the Sale, and I think it was two or three short videos. And I think they, I mean, they sell... They sell software systems, like networking systems yeah. for big business. And he did this send-up of uh, selling these systems. And I remember one in one clip, it's they, so they've got this sales guru teaching them how to sell. Yeah. And they've got these yeah. people just going through the phone book saying, you know, yes. would you like to buy this system? It's only $1.2 million. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and I think, yeah, so it's, it's, you, you start to attract a, a generation of, of, of different people. But I also think what's really what's really good is the accessibility now because the technology allows you to experiment you know so whereas yeah. before you know how much were you gonna to have to spend to, to get a camera crew together lighting etc do you really want to take a risk on you know what if what if no one finds this funny whereas now flip out your phone shoot something funny or take a picture add a funny caption it, it's so much easier to experiment which is really nice and that that's really exciting 
Yeah, no, it is. It is. And I remember those videos and I think there were seven in all and um and 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 Tim I mean, that's really right up in line with one of the things that, that Tim talks about, which is, you know, fail small and cheap and, and go experiment yeah. <laughs> and you're right. The technology's there to go out and do it and, and go make a video, for example, like you, like you were never gonna show it to the world. Yeah. So go, go like a throwaway video because that way you're not investing tons of time and resources and committee meetings and ridiculous things that will yeah. stop you from creating. But you're out there going and experimenting. And, t- and then when you get something that's viable, um, you know, then at that point enlist your and recruit your, your army of support internally, um, which is hard to do in a big company. Um, and, and I think that's why we're seeing smaller companies be so successful. They have less of that chain of command to get approval for these kinds of things. Exactly, and 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 I and I, I would say that I think the companies, if they 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 will find more success if they could find like a small group of people and just give them that uh, ability and power to to go and experiment. Because I think when you start to write humor by committee, you know, unless you are Monty Python, and even they only wrote in in ones and twos, you know, they didn't write around a big table. I think you you risk sort of losing the edge and sort of you you could have a really great idea and then you you, you have a meeting and it's just it's dead and it, yeah it's, yeah it's just sad you know it's just oh, let's yeah. just kill it now it is no it's true especially if you've got legal in the room and i mean no offense to legal <laughs> out there but you are just not fun sorry sorry yeah. but that's that's the reality of it but well, let's talk about Amy TV because you've got some stuff on there that I think you find a way to to have fun, and it, you've just got some stuff that cracked me up, and and I think it's just a great example, at least with video. I mean, there's a lot lots of ways to do content, but at least with video, since we're talking about it, to to just have some fun and lighten up. Um, what have you learned? What's been the biggest, I think, learning lesson for you that you would pass on from your work with Amy TV? Uh, well, do you know, just saying then, um, like in the early days, I just I just went and did it. So I, and I, and I think that was a big thing because you, if you ever watch any of the, the early videos, say, not maybe, you know, the first and second, you can see that I'm really concentrating on my lines and getting things right. And, there, you know, there's the humor element there. And then you just, the thing that I've learned is get some ideas down, but, and, and I, I, I plot it out and I do the shot list, but... Sometimes when it comes to the dialogue, I will I have a rough idea of what I'm going to say, and then I will just speak, and I will just I will spit out as much as I can that comes to the top of my head, um, because I know that I can save it in the edit. You know, I don't have to have yeah. anything perfect, and that's when you'll find just you know a little nuance or the right line. Um, you know, so so that's something that I would say is like be prepared. You you do need to do a lot of kind of clearing the pipes you know you, you can't leapfrog <laughs> to Great. to sort of the really sort of uh slick stuff and and but i I've, i mean i've just loved the experimenting process um my and the things that i've really learned is that my editing editing has got a lot faster so it's funny because some of some of the videos i try and keep them short but some of them are five have been you know four and a half five minutes and the feedback that i get is that it doesn't feel like that and that's that's deliberate i want it to feel very choppy like before you even know it, you're in the next scene because, you know, so just yeah. as you might be drifting off, boom, you've got something else and, and lots of little jokes, even if it's just a look or a planting of a prop, you know, that's what I want to do. I want to keep that momentum, which is very similar to writing copy. You know, one line is just to get people to read the next line, the next line, and the next line. That's what I want to do. I want to keep people's attention, keep them watching. 
Yeah, and I noticed because I, I went to your channel, and my my videos are pretty short. The ones I've done, and I, they're like maybe I think the most just slightly over two minutes. And I noticed yours were longer, but I think you said something really important, which I totally agree with. Um, I watched a couple of your five six minute videos, and the time didn't it didn't seem like it. And, and I thought that's that's the difference about something that's not boring and it's fun because I'm not watching the clock. And and most places will tell you that people jump out after two minutes. The video abandonment rate is really high, but your videos don't seem to to fall prey to that because I think you've made them fun. Yeah, and I and and you know I've I've experimented, and this is something that um, because I've got some ideas for future Amy TVs about the direction I want it to go. But one of the things that I would do is that I would put people's comments from the previous video at the end of the next video. Um, so or I would do outtakes at the end of the video. So so. People knew, or in certain videos, they would kind of learn that if they stuck it out to the end, they either might be featured if they left a comment the, the week before, or that they might see something a little bit different. And, you know, so I, I mean, I, I, I will do anything. I will pull all the tricks out to try and get people to watch it, uh, as long as they're enjoying it, you know, as long as it's still fun for them. No, and it shows. I and and, and I, it's it's interesting to watch the evolution of it too because I, I you know I'm totally with you. I mean, the first couple of times I made videos, I I think I over overproduced it, and what I found was that I'm also an improviser, and so my, my comic improv training has really served me well. And I, I I think about what I'm going to say. So you're right about preparing, but what I have found is that um, no, and I'm one of those people, and most people I think don't sound well knowing what they're going to say in scripted it to me it's just it's just know the bullets just know the bullets and then i just yeah. talk like a real human being and and to your point i sound more real better like you can definitely see the evolution cuz i in fact the last couple of videos i made i didn't even have a script i just had my friend who's a a whiz at video we had a backdrop um, we took letters, let, letters from you know readers and 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 to keeping it human and oh I saw I, that yeah I just improvised those were fully improvised there was no script there was just Brilliant. no script and and I thought that I that is my jam that's where I I make a difference and I think that's more fun and I think the I get better quality stuff that way so I think your point about um, not overproducing but being being prepared but being willing to just kind of be flexible, drop the script, and just have fun and work out what you're going to say um, in an improv mode actually works. It really does. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and trusting in yourself, you know, because most people put them together in a, like, and it, it was nice that, you know, you were there with a friend, so you've got that, that comfort level. But most people with their friends, they are pretty funny, that, and they, that humor side and their personality comes out. And it, yeah. it is really hard to read a script or memorize a script and sound natural. And I think that no. what people do is that they, they write scripts because they feel like that's a layer of protection or if I know what I'm going to say. But just think, you can save it in the edit. It doesn't have to be a continuous shoot. Um, it's much better to get on there, be natural, talk about it, have that kind of passion and have the passion that you would have when you're talking to your customers. And I think that's the other thing because when, and I see this in, in copywriting as well, when I'm working with clients, They'll, they'll submit their copy, and it, it seems a little bit dry, a little bit overproduced. You get them talking about their customer, and it's right. like, boom, there's the personality. That's, That's what it. we want to tap into. 
Yeah, such a that's a such a great point. One of the things that I've I've discovered with with clients as well, which is, you know, feed them feed them feed them the question, and then you edit. That's an edit point, and all you're getting is the answer. But when it's conversational, and they're not, it's not about notes. It's not about a script. It's none of those things. Ask them just a straight up question, a conversational boom. They go into autopilot because they know their stuff. They know, and then all of a exactly. sudden you see an, a level of animation and like liveliness that, you know, you're just not going to get from a script. So I I tell people That's as it. much as possible. Throw away the script. Drop the script. <laughs> yeah, and you know we have. Uh, I can't remember what it is, but we have those. The I, this this is as scientific as I get, but those kind of ne- <laughs> I want to say neurons in the brain. But we have these sympathy mechanisms hardwired into our brain, where if we see someone who is sad, we feel sad. If we see someone who looks uncomfortable, we feel uncomfortable. If we see someone enthusing about something, smiling about it, getting passionate, we can't help but, but feel we're hardwired to kind of get feel a bit of that bug uh so that's like that's what you want to do if you you know if you're thinking of doing video if you're thinking of using humor you want to get as close to your your positive personality as possible and and, and not stifle yourself yeah absolutely so how do you come up with so many of your ideas i mean i'm curious your your process because i think that could be instructive <laughs> for the audience listening like where do you how does amy come up with these Fun ideas. I mean, I got to say my favorite, just one of my favorite videos. There's a couple where you interview yourself with different wigs on, and then you've got the one where you stick your face through the TV like you're the person talking in the in the advertisement from the TV. It just cracks me up, and I'm thinking, where does she come up with this stuff? <laughs> yeah, so the one the one with my head where my head's in the TV that was the pilot, and that just uh, so I was I was uh, it was introducing the idea of content marketing, and it was talking about how things had changed. And I, to me, I just thought, you know, okay. So previous advertising, you're looking at, um, you're looking at TV. It was kind of a monopoly. It was exclusive to big companies. And suddenly, Google comes along, and the internet comes along, and now it's a level playing field. And so I just thought, oh, how would, how would people advertising on TV feel about that? They'd probably feel really annoyed because whereas previously, you know, and I hold up, I hold up like a little toy car, and I, and as a TV, I'm saying, look, buy this. This is good. That's it. That's yeah. all I'm saying. And then we cut to the internet where I've got my head sort of in something that looks like Google and I'm the internet and I'm super friendly. And I'm like, hey, I can, you're looking for a car. That's great. What can I help you with? What are you looking for? And you can just see the TV thinking, oh, you slimy so-and-so. Like I had this <laughs> sewn up. And so I think I, I, I sort of, I do, I, I like relationships. I love how people interact, particularly um I'm just fascinated by people. And so I think there's always that element of uh, how people are with each other. And in that case, you know, applying personalities to, you know, TV and and the Internet, which, you know, just gives you a little bit of that out here kind of comedy. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's great. I, I think you sort of take relationships that we have with different things and you sort of anthropomorphize it. You make you make it human and you find a way to find the comedy in that and we all recognize ourselves in that and I think you do such a great job with that and yeah and the that. wigs are fun too where you do the, the jump cuts and you're interviewing yourself just cracks me up and you're playing these different yeah. characters so, so yeah, it, there's a lot of creative ways I think companies can do similar things and small businesses can do it I mean there's a learning curve obviously to, to getting good at editing but um, it sounds like it's one that you kind of you know got up the learning curve pretty quickly yeah, I have to say, I had I had zero training in editing. I didn't know what I was doing. I I, I got a camera. I got a I got a MacBook. Uh, that was as that was as much as I knew, and I figured out the rest. But it was but it was fun to do, um, and 
yeah, and, and it is. I mean, my props. I mean, my husband gets embarrassed with me when I go to the supermarket because I always go down the toy aisle. And, you know, and I'll say, you know, we'll, we'll go shopping for groceries and I'll say, okay, so we need bread and eggs and, and I, just, I, just, I just need to pop down here for something. And I'll come out with a tiara, um, a foam uh, sort of battle sword. And my husband's just looking at me like, do we really, do we, I thought we just needed eggs and bread. And it's like, yeah, but this is only a pound and I, and I don't know what to do with it yet, but this looks funny. So a lot of, uh, sometimes uh, parts of the sketches will just come out of, using props, a little bit like Whose Line Is It Anyway, you know, where they used to give them these outlandish props, and that's what I like, because that sparks the creative process, so sometimes ideas will just come from something funny, I always have a notebook and write it down, but sometimes it will come, it will come from frustrations, and I have to say that this, one of the things that has been really nice is is getting out my frustrations of the industry, so the last, the last uh, video that I did were, we went behind the scenes at Bullspit Marketing, and uh, basically, the uh, the the head, the chief marketer there was was giving the the exact same tagline to all of her clients, regardless of what industry that they were in, and oh. whether it was it was. Uh, <laughs> so it started off with a fitness instruction. She's saying, "Yeah, it sounds like to me like you really you unlock potential and take things to the next level." And then uh, there was someone else that it, it just a whole variety of industries. There was one where I've got this scary clown costume, and I was saying, you know, I, I sell uh, I sell ice cream at birthday parties, and she's like, yeah, you you unlock potential and take people to the next level. And so it was that frustration of, come on, we need to shake up our content, we need to really make it specific, and that that went that resonated really well with a lot of people just by making fun of it. Yeah, no, I, it, it's so true. If you could give just a couple of tips. For for marketers out there who are are saying, gosh, you know, I really want to make our content less boring. Where do we start? Uh, yeah, um, first of all, you you've got to make sure you've got that focus of value. So it has to. I I always want something that that people can take away and either use. So because otherwise, you know, you can do anything for a bit of a giggle and a bit of a laugh, but if you want people to remember it, you've got to give it value. So make sure there's a point to it. Um, and spend time finding and not forcing your style of humor because you, you want something as natural as possible. And there's a lot, some people are very wordy, uh, very lyrical with their humor. Some people are more, I'm more props and visual and looks and glances. Um, and, you know, and, and, and try and focus when you're thinking about, okay, what, what aspect of this do we want to make funny? Look at the problem that your customer's having. Pick a frustration that your customer has and poke fun at that. Because what I found talking to people is that they will laugh with their clients about the problems that the clients are having. But what they don't do, and this is a key point, is they don't make fun of their clients. You don't want to yeah. upset anyone, offend anyone, but laugh at the problem, highlight that uh, their problem exists, and then that gives you a great a great introduction to say, you know, and if this is something that you're struggling with, we've had a giggle about it. But if you want to take it further, come to us and, you know, and, and we can help sort that out for you. Absolutely. Great, great, great advice. And that's so true. I think when you can identify the truth in it and people can see themselves reflected in that truth of whatever that pain point is, people are like, ah, they get it. They get what I'm dealing yeah. with. Got it. Yeah, and and there's like, a, you know, sorry, go on. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, stand-up com- stand-up comedy comedians. How many times do they say, you know, is it just me, or have you ever noticed? Because what they want to do is build a bridge with an experience that you've had. So, 
So yeah. if you can work on that, that's a great place to start from for humor. Absolutely. I'm with you. Well said. Well, we're almost out of time. Are you going to will you come back sometime? Absolutely. That us? flew by. I know. Half an hour is nothing. It's like nothing. It's like, you know, <laughs> an internet speed. It's like, you know, it's know. a couple seconds. Well, we'll have to have you back. If you are interested, please, please, if you haven't checked it out, you got to see Amy TV on YouTube. You can follow Amy at, on Twitter. Her handle is at Harrison Amy. Harrison first, Harrison Amy. And Amy, thank you so much. Enjoy Nashville. Um, and I your, will. Um, your, your, your quote unquote wine tasting. <laughs> yeah. I'm master whining. I, I You're really master like whining. That. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. That's exactly right. Well, we'll have you back. Have a great time. And um, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Mm hmm. All right, that was fun. We will have to have her back. Again, go check out her YouTube channel if you haven't already. Lots of great stuff. I think there's a lot of great tips. And I think one of the things that I would totally, totally say is, and I'm totally on board with what she's saying, is my experience in comedy is exactly that, the truth in comedy. Find the common problem. Find the frustration. Find the pain point. Exaggerate. Go over the top. Have fun with it. Not making fun of customers, but again, you're finding that pain point that starts a dialogue. So if you know that your customers are dealing with suppliers who change prices on them all the time, and that's a big thing for your customers, have fun. Create a fun video about that. Go over the top. Get a good laugh. Now if you want to do something about it, do something and move forward with us. Give us a call. We don't do this to you. That's a great place to start. So, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for your emails and your comments. You know where I'm at. I'm at Kathy Cloats Guest, no hyphen. Keep your questions and comments coming. I really appreciate it. And you know what I'm going to say next? I'm keeping it human, so you keep it human out there too, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. Take care.